0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 361, Vital Skills for Christian Leaders. Now, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is the revised and updated edition of my popular leadership book. We deal with uh, leadership, we deal with management, we deal with supervision, we deal with personal productivity, we deal with time management, and we deal with setting goals. Every chapter is short and immediately actionable. There's some discussion questions at the end to get you thinking so that you can put that material into action right away. So by all means, click on Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0 and check it out. Well, okay, we're talking about vital skills for Christian leaders. Now, when we think of leadership, we often think of decision-making. We think of vision casting, we think of setting goals, we think of strategic planning, we think of leading a team, we think of managing a budget. Uh, There's so many things that go into leadership, but I want to share with you three thoughts today, three important things that I believe that every Christian leader needs to adopt into their leadership as well. Now, these aren't things that you'll commonly hear um, uh, about when you're hearing, uh, go to a seminar or training on leadership. The third one you might, but the first two, not so much. Um, they're talked about in other contexts, but not necessarily in the context of leadership. So, I want to explore these and hope that you'll take them to heart as you lead and lead well. Number one, leaders Christian leaders need to develop the skill of witnessing and sharing their faith. You know, sometimes if you're in Christian ministry at all, if you're, you're serving in the church, the, the only people that you're dealing with on a daily basis are people of faith, Christians, people who follow Jesus, and it's very easy to get out of the habit of sharing your faith with others. And I think this is, this is really a terrible tragedy because as Christian leaders, we're always encouraging the people in our church to share their faith. We're always encouraging them to be evangelists. We're always encouraging them to share the love of Jesus with others. But we should be the examples. We should be the one really setting the standard. Um, often it's hospitality and acts of kindness that open the door for us to share our faith. Uh, Maybe it might mean inviting a neighbor over, cultivating a relationship with someone at the gym or someone at the grocery store or whatever your arena is. As a personal example, for me, I'm working either in my office or I'm at the church as a volunteer, and so my arena is going to the gym every day. And I've got several uh, relationships that I've been building uh, one of the fellows is already in church serving the lord he's become one of my dear dear friends um but there's there's a number of other guys that I'm praying for and building a relationship with and I want to see them come to Christ as well so every now and then I'll get an opportunity to share my faith with them I'm recording this right after Easter and even last week one of the guys that I've been building a relationship with was asking a question about Easter he's actually uh, from another faith and We had a great discussion on what Easter is, and I really got to share the gospel with him. And so it has to be something that's intentional, but as a Christian leader, we should be sharing our faith. Um, You know, and and, and we talked to, again, the people in our church, we tell them they should be sharing their faith. Well, we should be too. This might be as simple as cultivating a relationship and sharing your story with somebody else. Um, sharing your testimony. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Pray. Ask God to bring these relationships into your path and then be intentional. Cultivate the relationships of people in your life who don't know Christ. It might be someone who, who, you know, you may stop at a coffee shop regularly. Cultivate a relationship with them. Get to know something about them. Ask pertinent questions and pray for them. Ask God to open their heart up And then see what happens. Again, I don't think as Christian leaders, um, we should be telling our people to share their faith and invite people to church and be an evangelist and to be a witness if we aren't willing to do it ourselves. We lead by example. Number two, discipleship. Discipleship. Who are you taking on the journey of discipleship. Who are you teaching? Who are you mentoring and and helping to follow in the the faith? You know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Well, again, we, we expect people in our church to do it, but are we doing it also? You know, I think as a Christian leader, there should be the the example of you as a Christian leader with a few people that you're mentoring and discipling in the faith. Who are you teaching how to live? Um, This is not about information. It's not that we're trying to teach them theology. We're creating disciples. That's what Jesus said. Go into all the world and make disciples. And so as Christian leaders, this is what we should be doing. Um, this was Jesus' example. Um, I can look back, and, 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 and two of the most formative years of my life were between the ages of 15 and 17, because my youth director at that time took me and two or three other young guys under his wing, and every week um, we would meet in his office for about an hour before school, so... You know, you can see the discipline there. It took, you know, I wanted to be there, so I had to get up early and make arrangements. But for two years, once a week, we would sit in his office for an hour and we would talk about things. He would teach us how to read the Bible. He would explain the Bible to us. We would pray. He taught us to pray. He taught us what was important. Uh, he taught us about relationships with the opposite sex. He, he really showed us what it was like to be a Christian. And I can look back now and you know, pushing 60 and, and, and say that those were probably the two most formative years of my life because somebody discipled me. And he was a busy man. He was a youth pastor. He was an associate pastor. Um, he had responsibility, but he saw his job also is taking a few young guys under his wing, discipling them, and helping them to truly uh, follow Christ. And as leaders, it's not just about getting up and preaching and teaching. It's not just about managing a team. It's about discipling others because this is what Jesus told us to do. Obviously, there's, there's formal discipleship opportunities where, you know, maybe we're, we're leading a Bible study or something a little bit more formal, but it's often the informal setting that has the most impact on people's lives. So let's follow Jesus's Jesus' example. Let's grab some people. Let's disciple them. Let's help them uh, really go to the next level in their faith. And then number three, number three is coaching. We've talked about witnessing, sharing our faith. We've talked about discipling, teaching people how to live, how to walk and live in the Christian life. But then number three is coaching. Um, are you reproducing yourself as a leader. And like I said, this is one that you might hear some talk about in leadership circles, but even there, I think too often leaders are content to create more followers. When in reality, as leaders, we should be creating more leaders. I don't want to create more followers. I want to create more leaders. And I want to create leaders who can create other leaders leaders. You see where I'm going with that? We want to create this system that is always self-replicating. Leaders who create leaders. We, we show them how to do it and, and we train people to, to do, not to know. Um, it's not a thing of just knowing something. It's, it's doing. I want people that are, that are actively involved in the whole process. And this is a small example, but years ago I had a friend who was a, was a relatively new Christian. But I was trying to bring him along and 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 get him involved in, in 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 serving in the church. And yet on Sundays he was always you know just wanting to tell me all about his week and 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 really you know it could have easily been the kind of thing I could say, man, this guy's just manipulating my time. But what I found that I could do is while I was talking to him, if I would see a new person come into the church, I would say, hey let's go meet this new person and we would go over and because this guy, this friend of mine could talk to anybody within about a minute or two, he had found something in common with this new person and was having a great conversation with him. And then I could slip away. And you know, this went on for a while. Every week we'd be talking, he'd be telling me about his week and I'd see somebody new come in and say, Hey, let's go meet this new person. And we'd go and we'd meet them until about three or four months later He and I were catching up on a Sunday, and he said, Hey, Dave, that's a new person over there. Let's go meet him. And I realized my job was done because in in some small way, I had helped him to begin to develop that eye of looking for visitors when they come into the church and and, and to be able to go greet them and make them feel welcome. Um, Another way that we coach is we share the why of our leadership. Why are we doing what we're doing? We ex- we need to explain the whole why behind the process. It's very easy to get caught up in doing the task. It's very easy to just get caught up in doing the thing. But but really, we need to explain the why. So we want to coach. We want to teach people how to do it. We want to help them to do it. We want to empower them to do it. And we want to make sure that we're helping them to have the the... Um, idea to develop other leaders as well. So these are three simple things, simple things, witnessing, discipling, and coaching. But I think these are three vital skills that every single leader needs to develop. And I think what you'll find that as you develop these skills and you implement them in, in, in your own leadership, What you're going to see is your own leadership influence expand like crazy. Well, what else can you think of? I've shared these three things, and, you know, I'm I'm sure we could all go go through and create a list of of things that, um, you know, every leader needs to know. But out of these things, witnessing, discipling, and coaching, I'd love to hear your thoughts. How do those three things fit into your own leadership model? let me know. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you um, drop your email address in so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I will see you next time on Leading and Learning.